But Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia partnership, we have a long collaboration with the government of PNG and Health. Sport is such a powerful tool at so many levels, but definitely at the community level. Align our work to PNG's strategic frameworks and plans in the education sector. Dispala partnership, Emmy strong in Sindown, Australia and PNG. of April 1915, Australian and New Zealand troops landed under fire in Gallipoli. It was then and in the battles which followed that the Anzac tradition was formed. On this day, above all days, we remember all those who served the nations in times of war. We remember with pride their courage, their compassion and their comradeship. We remember what they accomplished for Australia and New Zealand and indeed for the freedom of mankind. I'm your host, Amanda Kundil, and welcome to the Anzac Day in Kokoda edition of AHC On Air. On this edition, we speak to the Australian Chief of Army, Lieutenant General Simon Stewart, about the significance of commemorating Anzac Day and the ongoing relationship between the Australian and the Papua New Guinea Defence Forces. Also on the program, we had Darren Lacombe, advisor to the Kokoda Track Authority, and Dr. Andrew Connolly, Military Heritage Advisor to the PNG National Museum and Art Gallery, or NMAG. Both will be speaking to us about the work being done in the Kokoda Track region through the Australia's Kokoda Initiative Program. I now have with me Australian Chief of Army, Lieutenant General Simon Stewart. Welcome, Lieutenant General Stewart, and thank you for joining us on this edition of AHC On Air. Thanks so much for having me. Great. We'll go straight into our questions then. Um, can you give an overview of your visit to Papua New Guinea and the activities and events that you'll be engaged in? Um, thank you. Um, primarily, I'm here to support Minister uh, Pat Conroy, who's our Minister for Defence Industry. He's also, importantly, the Minister for International Development and the Minister for the Pacific. And he is the representative of the Australian Government and all Australians um, at tomorrow's Anzac Day service. Um, I'm very fortunate to be here to represent uh, the Chief of Defence Force, General Campbell, and the Australian Defence Force, and certainly our Army um, here in PNG, um, with our friends and partners um, on, on Anzac Day. So that's the, the purpose. But while we're here, um, we're, we're certainly going to participate in the Anzac Day service activities um, starting at Bamana War Cemetery tomorrow, but also um, very privileged to be able to visit um, Isharaba and Efogi Village, um, both of which um, are very significant in, in the campaign, the Kokoda campaign, um, and are very important for Australia and for PNG, and really I think um, our experience together here in PNG um, uh, are really at the at the heart of our relationship, yep. uh, which was founded 
I'm also meeting with my PNG um, DF colleagues and, and General Gordon in particular. I've got one key message for him, and that's thank you for the partnership. Um, and the, the, you know, I uh, there are Australians today um, that suffered in the bushfires of 2020 um, <coughs> that um, remember yeah. the the face of. Um, of PNG through the PNGDF, PNGDF uh, soldiers who came to assist them in their hour of need. And that partnership continues today. Lieutenant General, while it has been over a century of commemorating Anzac Day, it still remains an important historic day. Why is Anzac important in remembering those who had served and those who continue to serve the nations? Thank you, that's an excellent question. Um, so during every Anzac Day service, wherever you are in Australia or around the world, um, everybody says the words, we will remember them lest we forget. And the whole point is that th those are more than words. Uh, it's a call to action and actually it's a promise to those who serve our nation that we will remember them, we do appreciate them and we will never forget what they've done uh, for our country. So certainly those of us um, in uniform, it, it's a promise rather than just words on an order of service. Um, so we remember those who gave their lives uh, in the service of others and service has a specific meaning. Service means we put um, our purpose, our nation and other people before ourselves, even if that means sacrificing one's lives so in the way that an Australian soldier would describe it, we put mission and mates before self. That's what service is and that's what it means to be an Australian soldier. And I know that that's what it means um, in, P in PNGDF as well. Thank you. Um, still on Anzac, how significant is it for you attending the Anzac Day dawn service at the Bomana War Cemetery as it is one of the largest memorial sites outside of Australia? Um, it's incredibly significant. Uh, it's um, Bamana is an incredibly significant symbol of the partnership and the bond between PNG and Australia because our relationship today was, its foundation was forged in the most dire circumstances. Um, you know, war is a very visceral human experience. It comes at an awful human cost. Uh, and it's something we endured together in some of the darkest days of the Second World War in 1942. It's also um, strategically or symbolically important because of the strategic value. So if we think about what was happening at the time, the, the war was coming to Australia. And there are places like Horn Island, um, in the Torres Strait and Darwin in Northern Australia uh, that were bombed uh, by the Imperial Japanese forces. Um, and, and if they had been successful in reaching Port Moresby and controlling uh, and occupying Papua New Guinea, then the next stop would have been mainland Australia. So uh, it was vitally important strategically um, the, what happened here in PNG. Um, so I, I think, again, that's a really key part of the enduring um, bond of friendship and the relationship between Australia 
and um, PNG as well. Finally, from a, a personal perspective, it's certainly been a, a life's um, ambition of, of mine to actually be in, in PNG for, for Anzac Day. And, and I asked my boss if I could, um, and he agreed. So it's wonderful um, that after sort of nearly 40 years of service, uh, I finally made it um, to Anzac Day in PNG. Um, so it's a huge honour um, to be here with um, our, our partners from P PNGDF at um, a place that is um, uh, just so meaningful for Australians and Papua New Guineans um, and to be at Bomana um, as the sun rises. Finally, um, on the eve of the Anzac Day commemoration and recent announcement of the Montevideo Maru discovery, how significant is it for Defence Australia and the families of those who lost their loved ones on board the ship? I think it's, um, it's incredibly uh, important um, because um, I, I don't think the word closure is really uh, appropriate, um, but it does help uh, for families to be able to rest their minds a little because they know, they know that um, their loved ones have been found and they know where, where, they, where they are. So really um, important um, for, for everybody that lost their lives, regardless of their nationality, um, but certainly for those Australian families who had uh, loved ones lost. Um, you know, so many years ago, I think it's, um, it's really important and great credit to everybody who was uh, involved, um, the team from from Silent World, the team from our War Memorial. I'm very, very proud of the Australian Army's participation in this through our team in um, Unrecovered War Casualties Army. Um, we have a promise to, to, to continue to, um, to, to locate those that haven't been found, those that haven't been brought home or located. Um, and we know how much of that, ma that matters and how much that means to, to families. So we've really proud that we've had um, a part to play in, in, in its location and um, I think it's just a great example of what perseverance and endurance and working together can really, um, really produce and, and generate. And that was the Australian Chief of Army, Lieutenant General Simon Stewart, talking to us about the Anzac Day commemoration and the ongoing strong relationship between the Australian and Papua New Guinean Defence Forces. We now take a short break and on the other side of the program, we will hear from the Kokoda Track Authority and National Museum and Art Gallery about the work being done in the Kokoda Track region through Australia's Kokoda Initiative Program. Stay tuned. of life and motion. NBC. Real. PNG. Rugby League is a huge part of building that relationship between Australia and Papua New Guinea. There's a powerful message that comes especially into that um, Prime Minister's game. When the Australians travel into Papua New Guinea, you just see how much uh, excitement is in the people's eyes. The NRL and Rugby League in general 
you know, when kids come over here to play for a rugby league side, it's not just their family that supports the team in the competition, it's the whole community of Papua New Guinea. Welcome back to AHC on Airs, Anzac Day and Kokoda edition. Before the break, we heard from Australian Chief of Army Lieutenant General Simon Stewart about the significance of Anzac Day and the ongoing strong relationship between the Australian and Papua New Guinea Defence Forces. We have now with us Dr. Andrew Connolly. He is the Military Heritage Advisor to the PNG National Museum and Art Gallery, or NMAG, and he mainly supports heritage management on the Kokoda track. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Connolly. Thank you, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Dr. Connolly, um, first of all, the Kokoda track uh, region is an important shared history site for both PNG and Australia. Can you tell us about the work being done by the Kokoda Initiative? and MAG, KTA and other partners to preserve the historic and military heritage of the region. Certainly. So as a bit of a background, Amanda, the Kokoda Initiative is an enduring partnership between the Papua New Guinea and Australian governments to protect the cultural, historical and environmental values of the Kokoda Track Corridor and to improve the livelihoods of the local people. Uh, the museum, or NMAG, is tasked with preserving the military heritage on and around the track. and to this end launched a military heritage management plan in 2018. This long-range plan sets out principles and policies across five elements of heritage management. Knowledge, preservation and conservation, interpretation and education, commemoration and promotion. Um, so the NMAG works closely with local communities along these lines, as well as its partner PNG institutions. Uh, which are the Conservation and Environmental Protection Agency, or SEPA, which manages the environmental values of the region, and the Tourism Promotion Authority that promotes the Kokoda trekking industry. Uh, additionally, a very important partner to the NMAG is the Kokoda Track Authority, which looks after the actual track and oversees trekking activities. Um, KTA Rangers um, are very important for the NMAG's military heritage work as they're on the track and are able to monitor military heritage sites for the NMAG. Um, and report any damage or theft or other issues that arise. And they also are now managing the new Kinesel Museum at Kokoda for us. Um, Kokoda tour operators and trekking guides are also very important partners themselves as they're on the track repeatedly all, all year during the dry season and they also help to look after the military and cultural heritage of the track. Can you tell us about the cultural heritage assessments uh, works that NMAG is doing along with the track and why it is important? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Amanda. So the National Museum, or NMAG, is carrying out what we're calling cultural heritage assessments for significant military heritage sites along the Kokoda track. Uh, these studies will outline the history of each site, what physical remains are known to exist, and highlight potentially sensitive areas where further traces of wartime activity may still be waiting to be re rediscovered. Um, these studies are intended to inform site management plans for these major sites, which will help the Kokoda Initiative and local custodians look after each site and avoid damaging potential heritage values during any development, such as planned installation of new interpretive signage. Um, we've already done Owers Corner and the Kokoda Plateau, and we're currently finalizing a Brigade Hill and to Mission Ridge assessment. 
uh, the ones that we have in the bag have already provided a wealth of information. For instance, we've identified the exact placement of the upper flying Fox station at Orr's Corner, which was used to sling supplies down slope and across the Goldie River to the troops during the war. And also the site of the former war cemetery at Kokoda, which uh, was unidentified until we carried out the study. Um, next up will be Imida to Iwari-Bira Ridge, and then the last one we're going to do in this batch is the Myol Lakes area. Thank you, um, Andrew. Can you tell us more about the Herbert Kinsale um, Memorial Museum and how it was established? Sure. Um, so Herbert, or Bert Kinsel, Kinsel, was a local planter of Australian and Samoan descent who established a rubber plantation near Kokoda in the 1930s called Mamba Estates. During the war, he was put in charge of the carrier force along the track, and he played a major role in the eventual Australian victory during the Kokoda campaign. After the war, he returned to Mamba Estates and spent another several decades living there. And during this time, along with his son Wallace, or Sock Kenzel, he began collecting war relics around the, around the area. Um, in 1972, he built a small memorial museum on his own at Kokoda to house this collection. And this was rebuilt by Australia and the people of Oro Province in 1995 as the Herbert Kinsel Memorial Museum, with a major Australian war memorial-produced interpretive display as a central feature, along with the Kinsel collection. That's great. Um, so the museum was recently refurbished and reopened as part of the Kokoda 8th anniversary. What are some of the new features of the museum following the refurbishment? Well, the Kokoda Initiative has refurbished the entire building, as well as extending the front eaves to provide a shaded area with benches for visitors to have a rest. It gets quite hot up there during the day, of course. Um, the NMAG, in partnership with the Kokoda Initiative, has installed exhibit cases to secure the artifacts and has produced interpretive labels for all the artifacts that um, were previously lying in there with no information. Can you tell us more about the museum exhibits, um, where they're collected from, and what types of items are in display? Sure. So I think nearly the entire collection was collected by Bert and especially Sock Kenzel, who spent his childhood in the Kokoda area, fossicking around all the way to the top of the track and all the way down to the northern beachheads of Buna, Gona, and Sandananda. So the artifacts we have on display there include both Australian and Japanese weaponry from around the area, such as an Australian three-inch mortar and Lewis machine gun barrels, a Japanese juki or woodpecker heavy machine gun, uh, nicknamed the woodpecker for its slow rate of fire, hence it sounds like a woodpecker, um, a, a Japanese pack saddle frame and helmets from, from both forces. There's also significant relics from the air war over the track, including heavy machine guns recovered from crashed aircraft and, and the entire wing of an Australian Weiraway trainer converted to a fighter and, and, and bomber, um, which is erected outside the museum as something of a memorial. Why is it important to maintain such infrastructure dedicated to preserving the historic and historic and military heritage of the region? Um, well, the remaining physical evidence of the war provides a direct link to the past and acts something as like a touchstone for the stories of the war period, um, which are shared. This is a shared history between Australia and Papua New Guinea. Um, it's very important to protect these sites and artifacts for future generations, both as the main attraction for the sizable trekking industry and for local communi communities to retain and interpret their own histories. 
Given the rural setting and conditions along the track, providing infrastructure and other means of preserving the past is really important for supporting local communities, the trekking industry, and the shared history of both nations. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Conley, and we um, appreciate you joining us on this edition of AHC on Air. Thanks again, Amanda. It's been a pleasure. And that was Military Heritage Advisor to the PNG National Museum and Art Gallery, Dr. Andrew Connolly, talking to us about Australia's Kokoda Initiative and enduring partnership between PNG and Australian governments, which aim to protect the cultural, historical and environmental values of the Kokoda Trek Corridor and improve the livelihoods of the local people. We will now take a short break and when we return, we will hear about the Kokoda Initiative's Ranger Capacity Development Project and other activities being undertaken in the Trek region in partnership with the Kokoda Trek Authority. Stay tuned. The largest donor to the PNG health sector, Australia's support focuses on improving health security and maternal and child health outcomes and overall helps with PNG's national health plan. We are neighbours, we are partners in health and so many other areas. We have a long history of being there for each other in tough times and Australia will continue to stand with PNG. Welcome back to AHC on Air. We are now joined by Darren Lacombe, Technical Advisor to the Kokoda Track Authority and Female Track Ranger, Julie Fred. Welcome, Darren and Julie. Thank you, Amanda. Um, so, Darren, can you tell us more about the partnership and the work being done in the region between the Kokoda Initiative, the Kokoda Track Authority, NMEG, and other partners? The KTA works closely with all our KI partner agencies. With the Rangers providing regular field support and community liaison for their partner programs, recently the Rangers assisted the Tourism Promotion Authority to undertake meetings with the Campsite and Guesthouse Association to prepare uh, for the start of the trekking season. Currently I have Rangers out assisting SEPA with community consultations for the Gazette of the Brown River Catchment and Kokoda Regional Protected Area. While in May, they will assist the National Museum with planning and design of a new campground at the Lost Battlefield Atoa. Other partnership arrangements include assistance to the Police, Department of Veteran Affairs and the Unrecovered War Casualty Unit Army. Great. Um, the region is known for having fast-flowing rivers, especially during the wet season. What are some of the measures that have been put in place to ensure local communities and trackers can safely cross rivers and waterways? Many of the bridges are of a temperate nature and are damaged or washed away each wet season and require replacement by the local landowners to allow safe passage along the track. As local resources become scarce, bridge locations move or transportation of materials using manual labour from up to two kilometres away may be required. Initiated under a memorandum of understanding between the KTA and the Queensland Parks and Wildlife Service in 2019, 28 footbridges along the Kokoda track were assessed with six locations prioritised for replacement using a more permanent, sustainable solution to provide safe all-weather access. Each location has had geotechnical surveys undertaken 
and the KTA have been provided structural design documentation for each new bridge. Today, three of these new bridges have been constructed by local landowners and the KTA rangers. That's amazing. Um, and how has the construction of better bridges in the region impacted the lives of the local communities? Month-long ranger training activities, which are based in villages along the Kokoda Track, have been a great success. With local landowner support, we recently built a 14-metre bridge over Amuni Creek, a 12-metre bridge over Wabiavu River, and an 18-metre bridge over Kavai Creek. Relationship building and income generation is well received, and with the recent activity at Minari, we employed 241 individuals from a possible base of 300 people on the church roll. Gender equality across the activity was the highest of any of our previous uh, ranger training programs, with 60% of those employed being female. And more importantly, the new footbridges allow safe, all-weather access to health and education facilities for villages who were once isolated during periods of heavy rainfall. That's amazing. And how many new and improved or improved bridges is the KTA planning to construct along the Kokoda Track and have this and how have these locations for new bridges um, been identified? Three new footbridges have been recently constructed using local landowner and ranger labour. Another three have been identified for construction before the end of this year with ongoing maintenance to another four. The locations have been prioritised to improve safety, allow access to health and education facilities and address environmental issues. Darren, what has the feedback been like from the trackers who use these bridges, if any? Community interest in the KTA's track maintenance and ranger training programs are gaining significant support along the length of the Kagoda track. Individuals walking the track are experiencing the improvements with the new track works, bridges and safety issues all being addressed. Both village and trekking industry feedback has been positive with numerous requests for additional works and training to be prioritised elsewhere. Joining me now is Julie Fred, one of um, the Kokoda Track Authority Rangers. Thank you, Julie, for joining us. So Julie, could you just give us a brief introduction of yourself and your journey as a ranger in the RCDP? Alright, uh, my name is Julie Fred, I'm from Ekogi Village, along the Kokoda Corridor. You're a local. I as an individual was only in the formal education, I find it so challenging and uh, difficult in taking up this uh, training. Everything is new, the training, uh, the theory lessons and the practicals. They're so amazing. Sometimes I feel like, you know, because I see it's like um, the field is a male-dominated uh, mm. field. But after going through and uh, like uh, the, the trainers and the male, uh, the male rangers, they were so supportive. They opened us a trust in us, the four female rangers, and they were us to be part of that team. That's amazing. Um, so with the easing of the COVID-19 restrictions, what have the rangers been doing to get the track ready for trackers? Alright, so far uh, the rangers have been uh, serving the tracks, doing track patrols, and uh, giving feedbacks to the KTA, and they were organizing the locals doing the track, track uh, maintenance works, and the bridges, also the clearing up of roads, 
collecting rubbish and all this. That's good. Um, with the reopening of the track, are the communities looking forward to having trackers? Yeah, everyone is uh, really happy after the COVID-19, everything yeah. was uh, down and then after the reopening of the borders, the locals are happy to have the trackers in again because that's the only way they and they come mm. and they, uh, they leave. What are some of the benefits you have gained from the RCDP and other related trainings? There are lots I've learned through this uh, RCDP and it enabled me and I'm ready to be a ranger because of the training. One of the things that uh, we the women along the track don't do, it's like a, a one of the examples is the operating of the chainsaw. Yeah. It's really important. Then. I say it's really challenging. The women along the track, they're happy to see us and hear us uh, doing the work as the uh, same as the men are doing, like uh, all the chainsaws operating it. Um, with the re recent inclusion of you know several female rangers, has that encouraged other women to potentially become rangers? Yes, there are lots, uh, lots of uh, women or girls out there who with uh, this gonna be this type of uh, training coming later so they can uh, like uh, fill up the forms and they can be selected. Great. Um, Julie, last but not least, how important do you see the work being done by the Rangers with the support from the Kokoda Initiative and Mayor KTA and other partners including the local communities to protect and preserve and improve the Kokoda track both for local communities and tourists or trackers? There are things that we have learned uh, we're trying to get them across to our locals, like uh, what things we need to do and what not to do. Like we have to preserve, preserve our environment, our cultural heritage, and we tell them, we tell them these are some of the assets or products that we bring uh, international uh, trackers in. The World War Two is not the only thing that. Uh, visitors are interested in. We have some message or products here so we have to preserve and maintain it for the tourists they can see that they can, they can be interested in coming over so we can have lots of uh, trackers coming. And that was Darren Lacombe, technical advisor to the Kokoda Track Authority and female track ranger Julie Fred concluding the Anzac Day and Kokoda edition of AHC on Air. If you would like to hear past AHC on Air editions, then visit the Australian High Commission Facebook page for links to our podcast. Thank you for joining me for this month's edition of AHC on Air. Until next time, I am your host Amanda Kundil and it's bye for now. Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG and Health. Sport is such a powerful tool at so many levels, but definitely at the community level. Align our work to PNG strategic frameworks and plans in the education sector. Dispala Partnership, Emmy Strongem Sindown, Australia, and PNG.